Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of the Faith to Go podcast, your one-stop shop for everything you need to have faith discussions throughout your week with your friends and with your family. My name is David Tremaine, and I'm the Minister of Formation at Good Samaritan Episcopal Church in San Diego, California. And I'm Charlotte Pressler, and I'm the Youth Missioner for the Episcopal Diocese of San Diego. Hello, I'm Courtney McWilliams, Youth Director at St. Barge Church in Poway and former international missionary. Courtney, thank you for being on the podcast this week. We're so excited to have you. Um, and would you just fill everybody in a little bit more, a little bit more about your ministry context? Um, at St. Bart's, I am the youth director, and I guide and help form our our youth, our middle schoolers and our high schoolers. Um, we try to focus a lot on um, helping others and figuring out who we are as humans and making a safe space to figure that out during adolescence. And forever after. Who am I as a yes. human? Good question. Indeed. Yeah. That's awesome. And so um, would you say a little bit more about uh, the international missionary work that you have done in your life? Um, yes. I traveled around the world out of a backpack, and I did a variety of different ministries throughout the world in Central America, Southeast Asia, and Eastern Africa. Um, we, I primarily worked with um, orphanages and doing some anti-sex uh, trafficking ministry. Mm. Um, and then I ended up bringing that to the States um, and doing that as well. Awesome. Awesome. Thank, right? you, for, thank you for sharing that with us. Mm-hmm. Um, That's a loaded question. There's a lot to answer there. Oh my, I'm sure. Right. I'm sure there's a lot. We could do a whole podcast just about that, maybe. That would be fun. <laughs> you could. Um, so, bringing it up to the here and now then, uh, we always ask our guests, where did you see God in this past week? Um, I would say I saw God this week in my little seven-year-old neighbor who has been making cupcakes every week and delivering <laughs> hand delivering them to everyone's door. Oh. And it's just this super sweet thing of she's just seven. And I feel like she's just like this little light of Jesus just mm. coming to your doorstep with these raspberry muff- or uh, cupcakes that yeah. are very delicious. But it's just that, that sweet little, Oh, I, I'm, I don't want to make them just for myself. I want to make them and share them with everyone. Yeah. Um, and I just, I just think that's really sweet and that's very um, Jesus-like. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. Feeding people well, and, and, and building community. Those are Jesus things. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And offering connection. I mean, and love. Like, what a lovely thing to do. That's awesome. It's well, really sweet. Speaking of Jesus things, uh, we are going to talk about the gospel today for. Uh, Sunday, seventh Sunday of Easter, May 24th. Uh, the gospel is from John 17 that we'll be talking about today. And we are one week away from Pentecost by the time uh, you are hearing this. I guess by the time you're hearing it, it could be about, about two weeks away, but we are very close to the end of the Easter season. Pentecost is on May 31st. And actually, uh, to all those celebrating Ramadan, the end of Ramadan is the 25th, so the day after this gospel. Uh, that we're talking about. So we hope all of our uh, Muslim brothers and sisters are 
having a good Ramadan. And I, I, I can't, just like having, having experienced Lent in quarantine, um, I imagine Ramadan in quarantine has been challenging for a lot of people. So mm-hmm. lots of things people can't do, like the Eid al-Fitr, mm-hmm. which would be the celebration to end Ramadan. I don't know how those will happen. Anyway, we are with all of them. Uh, in spirit, and uh, we also want to make sure you know that we want to hear from you with any of your questions, comments, or stories from your week of faith discussion. You can email us, faith2go at edsd.org. You can contact us through our website, www.myfaith2go.org, where you can also find all of those faith2go resources every week for the gospel. And you can also contact us on and follow us on Instagram at faith2go. So we are going to get into the gospel for this upcoming Sunday, May 24th. Like I said, John 17, verse 1 through 11. Charlotte is going to read it, and then we're each going to highlight a verse uh, and the themes that we hope you take into your week of discussion or reflection. John chapter 17, verses 1 through 11. Jesus looked up to heaven and said, Father, the hour has come. Glorify your Son, so that the Son may glorify you, since you have given him authority over all people, to give eternal life to all whom you have given him. And this is eternal life, that they may know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ whom you have sent. I glorified you on earth by finishing the work that you gave me to do. So now, Father, glorify me in your own presence with the glory that I had in your presence before the world existed. I have made your name known to those whom you gave me from the world. They were yours, and you gave them to me, and they have kept your word. Now they know that everything you have given me is from you. For the words that you gave me I have given to them, and they have received them and know the truth that I came from you. And they have believed that you sent me. I am asking on their behalf. I am not asking on behalf of the world, but on behalf of those whom you gave me, because they are yours." All mine are yours, and yours are mine, and I have been glorified in them. And now I am no longer in the world, but they are in the world, and I am coming to you. Holy Father, protect them in your name that you have given me, so that they may be one as we are one. All right. (laughs) Did you say... John, I did, because trying to clearly read from the book of John requires... Extreme mental uh, fortitude. Yes. John, <laughs> yes. The translations of John make John makes liberal use of pro, of um, prepositions. Lots of prepositions. Yes. In John. Yes, and commas and in semicolons and, with and, and into. <laughs> into yeah. There's a lot of there's a lot going on. Um, and uh, just like uh, last couple weeks, we were in John chapter 14. Uh, and as you might remember, this is a section of John's gospel that we refer to as the farewell discourses. It's all these these um, four or five chapters of John's gospel leading up to Jesus' arrest and suffering and crucifixion, where he is addressing his disciples in Jerusalem. Um, so there's this extended period of time that Jesus is in Jerusalem with his disciples and the Gospel of John. And we are at the end of the farewell discourses here. Chapter 17 is the last chapter of farewell discourses. So this is the, the beginning of you know, Jesus' final words, final, final words to his disciples. And then chapter 18 begins with um, 
Jesus, Jesus's betrayal and arrest. So this is it. Jesus is, everything is kind of coming to a head here and what Jesus is trying to communicate to his disciples moving into this time where everything is going to change for them. Jesus is going to be arrested, crucified, resurrected, you know, but, but then there's going to be a period of, they're moving into a period of time where it's no longer, they're no longer following in Jesus's physical footsteps anymore, and they're going to have to do things for themselves, and they're going to have to carry on this ministry into the world um, without this kind of direct, physical, incarnated guidance. So that's why Jesus is always talking about the Holy Spirit and the advocate in these, but also giving them some invitations to connection into relationship here. So um, that's the context for this gospel for today, chapter 17. And Courtney has the first point. I do. Um, I wanted to talk about the verse, uh, I think it's verse two that says, since you have given him authority over all flesh to give eternal life to all, to all who have given to him. And for me, I just feel like there's so much authority that's said in that, but also like this, like gentleness that's mm. also said in it of Jesus saying, okay, guys, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here to give eternal life. It, there, it's really okay. I know there's a, you're afraid and you're not sure what's going to come. Like Jesus saying, I know what, I know what's going to happen. And I know you're not really prepared for that emotionally or mentally here, but I'm trying to reassure you here that, mm-hmm. um, you know, I'm, I'm bringing something even better for you and you'll be okay without me physically here. Um, so I just feel like there's just so much reassurance in that mm-hmm. um, and him just being a brother and showing, you know, the father's love and that, you know, it is going to be okay. And there's actually a lot of hope ahead, um, more so than what Jesus even brought yeah, especially in this moment when, you know, for these, I, I, you know, there is, there is this element here that, that they really have no idea what's coming, no matter how many times Jesus has told them. Um, but, but yeah, I, I love that, I love that word that you use, the gentle, gentleness of what Jesus is doing here. And it really is like, all these directives are like a genuine expression of his love for these these people that he's been with for so long, his friends, his brothers, like you said. But I also like that idea of that there's more to come, that there is, that this isn't the end of the story, that the reminder that we don't walk alone and that there's hope in the future. And I think that, you know, we're all looking for that hope right now, for that partnership mm-hmm. and for that compassion from God. Yeah. And it's, it's like, I, I, and, and that it's just this great kind of open-ended invitation from Jesus. Because in last week's gospel, Jesus said, you know, um, you, you, you will do greater things even than I have done, you know, if you, like, mm-hmm. continue in this love and the Holy Spirit. And, and I just love it's like this open-ended invitation of Jesus to be like, this is like your foundation to move on and do more. You know, it's not that, like, you need mm-hmm. to spend the rest of your life just looking back and thinking about the time that I was here with you. It's like this this whole thing is meant to kind of push you forward into something more, into this kind of open, open-ended ministry in the world. Um, and I've given you kind of these basic principles, these foundational kind of things that you can rely on, and this kind of guiding spirit. But you know what that guiding spirit is. You've, you've seen me do it this whole time. You know, you take up this mm-hmm. thing now and move on with it. And I love that, 
I and I and like and I like the gentleness thing because it kind of softens that idea of like authority. That like it's <laughs> it's like a protective and caring, loving kind of authority. You know, it's not like I have yeah. the, I have like the I have the authority to like direct your life and tell you who's in and who's out and who this person is and who that person is. It's more like the authority I have is to like take up the love that God has for you and to try to share that with you in whatever incarnated embodied way I can and have been able to. And I'm inviting you to like to carry that on. And so, yeah, Mm -hmm. I love that. I love that idea. Mm -hmm. And, and I, the, the point that I wanted to highlight is the, is the very next verse. Um, and, you know, John, John has used this uh, term, eternal life, um, and even Jesus is the one with the authority to give eternal life um, a number of times in the gospel leading up to this. And, and I think that I, it really struck me today because, like, I, I wrestle with this term, eternal life, and, like, it... With the way that we talk about it, kind of just in passing, uh, at least colloquially now, um, it's it's very much. It is very. It has like a very temporal kind of feeling to it. Is like eternal life is an extension of our life, so that may, when we die, there is this like eternity to our existence in some way, and it always has kind of a future aspect to it. It's always a thing that happens then, in that time. Jesus seems to be defining for them what eternal life is in this section. And it's, it really doesn't, it isn't that thing that I just described. What he says is, and this, mm-hmm. and this is eternal life, that they may know you, the one, the one true God, and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. It do, he doesn't say anything about, and they will have a, a, a life after they die in heaven. It doesn't say, and they will live on forever. He doesn't say any of that. It's so much about now, so much about uh, the nowness of eternal life. And so it's like an eternity that is much more about depth than, than like length of life. It's like a depth of life that Jesus is inviting us to. And that depth is about knowing two things, being like connected and aware and living in the presence of these two things, which are God and the Christ. And if we think of, uh, similar, in, in similar Johannine literature, maybe not the same gospel writer, but from the same community, the letter of, the first letter of John talks about God as love, that we can, mm-hmm. it's like this invitation to think about God as like the way that all the things are connected to one another, the the relationship between things. And then mm-hmm. the Christ as like, the Christ meaning Messiah or anointed one as like the sacredness of all those things. So Jesus is, it's almost, I, I like it because what it felt like to me, Jesus was saying was eternal life is this ability in this moment now to live knowing that we are each connected to one another, and that all of us are sacred, and that I am connected to every piece and part of the created order, and that there is and that God is like God is in all those things. There is a sacredness to all those things, and I think that's such a, a beautiful way to think about eternal life in this moment. Because I feel like to really live as the, live knowing that that is true, to know that in like a deep way, would bring that kind of peace that passes all understanding that Jesus talks about 
It is like it lives into a guidance of the Holy Spirit to know, to live as if we are all connected and to live as if everything is sacred, which I think are the two deepest truths of the universe. And Jesus is inviting an, a kind of a depth of experience now that living into that, I think, would would provide and would like lead to the kind of love and ministry and and um, community that Jesus has been building his whole ministry. Right, right. And as I'm listening to you talk, David, you know, I'm thinking when you were talking about the community and the love and all of those things, and then immediately popped into my head while you were talking and the glory, mm-hmm. right? Because, um, which is my point, which follows right behind what you were talking about. And how powerful is it that we transition from Courtney's talk about gentleness and hope and then yours about the interconnectedness of eternal life um, and then right into how that glorifies God um, in this third point. And I think that what stands out for me in it is that all of these items are both ands, right? Like when we talk about how we glorify God, well, I can't speak for either of you, but for me, when I think of things like glory or glorify words like that, I think about brightness, right? Like, um, and trumpets and timpani and all of these things, like that's how we glorify God is through pageantry. Um, but right, yeah. that's church speak for glorify. Um, but the reality <laughs> is that the glory, that the glorifying of God that we're talking about here, that Jesus is talking about here was very different. Um, it says, I glorified you on earth by finishing the work that you gave me to do. And mm. we know that that work was not Jesus sitting around with his disciples strumming on a lyre and singing them songs. Um, that it, that wasn't what glorifying God looked like. It was through doing the hard things. Um, it was through teaching. It was through many of the miracles that he did. It, it was all the way up to dying on the cross. Um, but it the work that Jesus came to do and that work that glorified God was a very different kind of glory. Mm. Um, And Jesus did those things that God wanted him to do, not only because they were what God asked of him, but because they also were a way that exhibited their interconnectedness and, and God's power in all of this, right? Like Jesus revealed through his work and through his listening to all that he was called to by God, the reality of God's glory here on earth. And I think that that goes right back to what David was talking about, about that inner, the eternal life is that connection amongst all of us in the ways that we do. And so then if you think about how we glorify God in this, well, then maybe the work that we're being called to do isn't necessarily the most flashy work either. Maybe it is in serving those that are less fortunate. Maybe it is right now in staying home when all of us would prefer to see the outside of our four walls. (laughs) Um, But I mean, like it can, maybe it's in the nitty gritty of planes flying overhead as we try to record a podcast and two-year-olds needing attention and dogs barking in the background um but muscling through (laughs) because because we are called to this work of sharing the good news of the gospel and connecting it for families who are at home in this time but i think that glory or glorify doesn't necessarily mean what you think of initially with it it doesn't necessarily mean bright loud and flashy Mm -hmm. it means humble servant ministry 
Yeah, and if if Jesus is if the Father is glorified in the Son, then then like there are way there were way more moments of there were way more mundane moments of ministry in Jesus's life than transfigurations. You know, like there are way <laughs> more like so. I just I'm imagining just like so much time walking, just so much yeah. time walking, mm-hmm. dusty, like. I, you know, and like the mountaintop experience was like a blip, you know, on the journey right. of Jesus's life. Not well, that it's not important, why, but it's just like, it's not the only way of glorifying, like you're saying. Right. right. Well, and I mean, when you come right down to it, that walking is something that I think all of us think of so much in their sandals on these dirty roads. And that's why Jesus getting down on his knees to wash his disciples' feet is such a powerful act of service and love, right? Because like mm-hmm. these are not feet um, that are freshly out of a pedicure, you know, and out of our shiny little Oxford shoes. These these are feet that have traveled a long, hard road. Um, and it is a great act of service and love. And it glorifies God in doing it. Mm-hmm. And that's why Jesus is like, to, P- to Peter, like on the mountaintop in the transfiguration, he's like, snap out of it, Peter. Like, this is not, we can't stay here. <laughs> we need to go, we need to go like, touch the untouchable you know we have to be with Mm. the lepers and the Mm -hmm. poor and like we have to live into the truth of that interconnectedness that is the glory of god we have to live into the truth of the sacredness of all these things even the things that you've been told are profane and and like life is not this mountaintop we cannot dwell here this is there there are moments like this but it's much more about seeing god in what we have been told god could never possibly be in so, mm-hmm. yeah. mm. mm-hmm. I think the thing that stuck out to me when you were talking about glory and you thinking of these bright things and trumpets and then you talking about it in the mundane, the, I think the first thing that ran through my head was glory was the love that he gave to those who don't, who are not even normally acknowledged as human. Mm-hmm. And, and that's something so simple that we mm-hmm. can do to give glory every yes. day. Yes. Yeah, so simple and so sacred, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, well, we just nailed it with three points, I think. <laughs> Boom, <laughs> three. Boom. I was just going to say that. <laughs> oh, that was good. Okay, so point number one to recap uh, was Courtney's, and it was about uh, those first two verses in this reading. Um, Jesus talking about uh, having authority over all people and just the gentleness that Jesus is showing towards his disciples to the people that he loved, you know, knowing that he's not going to be with them and just trying to provide them and give them the hope and the tools and the resources to know that they have been equipped, that they really have been equipped as much as they sometimes don't believe it that he has been equipping them this whole time to do the ministry that he did, and even greater things than that. Number two was uh, my point, and it was about you know Jesus' conception of eternal life as he seems to be communicating it to his disciples here at the end of his time with them, talking about how it's really about knowing God and Jesus Christ, God and the Christ, the interconnectedness of all these things and the sacredness of each and every thing that is connected. And then number three uh, that followed from that was uh, Charlotte's, and it was about uh, glorifying God and glory not in these big, fantastic, bright ways that we think about it sometimes as it might be defined, but in those everyday, gritty, 
mundane things and even in the things that we have been told are profane and unacceptable and the people that we have been told we can't be with uh crossing those lines that have been that are an illusion that have been created for us um but aren't real so having heard that discussion we invite you to read this gospel one more time see if anything new jumps out to you from john chapter 17 verses 1 through 11 uh, we thank you all for tuning in. We will be back next week for the reading for Pentecost on May 31st. Uh, thank you again to Courtney for being on the podcast. Thanks, Courtney. Thanks for having me. It was great to have you. We uh, would love to have you back any time. Um, and uh, we hope you all have a great week of faith discussion and reflection. And we'd, again, love to hear from you. If you have any questions, comments, or stories from that week, you can email us, faithtogo at edsd.org. You can contact us through the website, myfaithtogo.org. Or you can follow us on Instagram, at faithtogo. And until next week, we say goodbye. Goodbye, everyone. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. Bye.